The question is, what kind of lasting impact would you like your life to have? If you were to look down the road 10, 20, 50 years after you've passed away and your life is still making a difference, what kind of a difference would that be? We're starting a new message series this morning called Legacy. And as I was working on this message, I was kind of kicking myself and and thinking, why did I call it that? It's kind of like an old-fashioned word, and and who really thinks about leaving a legacy today anyway? I mean, (laughs) look, to think about leaving a legacy, you've got to think about dying, right? And we really don't want to go there. But as I was working on this message, I found, my, found myself believing, yes, this is something I want to be more intentional about and that we can all do if we have a vision for it. Uh, today's message is living beyond yourself, and, and that's what a leg- legacy does. It enables us to have our life continue to make a difference in the lives of the following generations even after we've gone on to our final glory. And before you check out, let this thought settle in. Whether we think about it or not, whether we intentionally take action on it or not, we all leave a legacy. And here's the focus of today's message. Everyone leaves a legacy. The wise person is intentional about the legacy they leave. The question is not, will you leave a legacy? The question is, what kind of legacy will you leave? Everybody leaves a legacy. Your parents left a legacy. It may have been a legacy of addiction or abuse or something like that. It may have been a a legacy of godly living, following Christ. Everybody leaves some kind of a legacy. So this morning, I want to talk about and uh, make it clear what I mean by a legacy. The dictionary definition of legacy looks like this. An amount of money or property left to someone in a will. (laughs) Kind of of like an inheritance. And, And most people will leave some kind of a material legacy. Um, When you're gone, whether you have a will or not, everything that you own will be given to someone else and divided among them, right? We all have a material legacy of some kind, even if it's just a stack of clothing somewhere. That's not the kind of legacy I'm talking about in this series. The legacy that we're called to as followers of Jesus Christ is something far more important and has a larger impact than money or property. It's... um, the kind of legacy that we're li- that I'm lifting up and that we're considering is a spiritual legacy that has a lasting impact, and it, it is faithful living that blesses the next generation. This legacy helps the generations after you know and love God, and live for His glory, and accomplish the work that God gives them to do. That's the kind of legacy that the well-known people of the Bible left, right? I mean, if you think about um, all of the main biblical characters in the Old Testament, it wasn't the treasures that they left behind that was their legacy. It was their character. It was their courage. 
It was the way that they responded to God's invitation to do some great thing that changed the course of history, that um, made a way for others to know and serve God. Abraham and Sarah, Moses, Joshua, David. These were all men and women of the Old Testament whose stories are still impacting our lives today. And in the New Testament, of course, we have Jesus who left the greatest legacy of all. And all those who put their faith in Jesus Christ are heirs of his promise, of his kingdom, and his gift of life. But his followers also left legacies, and we're expected to leave a legacy as his followers well, as well. I was thinking about the Apostle Paul. What, what, were, uh, what, was the, what was Paul's legacy? What are some things that Paul left that were a part of his legacy? Right, he wrote most of the New Testament, a large portion of it, right? And he left that to us, to, to people generation after generation have been impacted by his letters. He left churches, right, that were continuing to make disciples after he was gone. What else did he leave? Right, right, and continue to trust God, right? And there were men and women that watched the way that he lived his life, and then they followed in his footsteps and lived like Paul lived. He, he left that kind of legacy. Those are the kinds of things that, that we can leave. We, we can't write New Testament letters, but we can leave a legacy. And so this morning I want to talk about... Um, Four ways to be intentional about leaving a lasting legacy that honors God. If you want to pull out your message notes, we're going to look at those. And the first is to make wise choices keeping your future legacy in mind. And that's one of the hard parts about leaving a God-honoring legacy. That your your legacy is the outcome of your choices over time. And although there are some major decisions or choices that um, kind of stand out as turning points in our lives, you won't be remembered for one good or one bad choice. Your legacy is an accumulation, um, accumulated picture that your children or grandchildren, your friends and your family get over time. And, you know, this Tuesday we are going to elect a president. And I encourage you to vote. That's your privilege and responsibility as a citizen. And as you know, this race has been very divisive. And we have to choose between two candidates who have both made significant mistakes in judgment in the past. And those mistakes are coming back to bite them. And each wants to make a difference and will leave some kind of a legacy if elected. But both must overcome the things that they did in the past in order to have the future that they have in mind. And our choices matter. We all make choices on a daily basis. And that's why a commitment to entire renewal of our heart and our mind is so important to leaving a good legacy. But there's good news for those whose past might not be that admirable. The thing is... Everything you've done in the past, decisions that you've made, 
outcomes from those decisions, good or bad, are all part of your story. And we all have things in our past, maybe even periods of time during our lives, that we're not that proud of. Things that we would have done differently if we had known then what we know now. And like it or not, our mistakes are part of our story. The good news is that when we change and our life goes in a different direction, when we choose to live differently, that becomes a part of our story as well. And it's part of the legacy that you leave. When you are changed and begin to live your life in eternally significant ways to make a difference in the world, that change becomes a part of your story. Your new life in Jesus Christ becomes something that points others to the power of God and to Jesus Christ. And Jesus will help you make those kinds of changes with Jesus Christ leaving a legacy with your life. It's never too early or too late to start doing that. But number two, you'll need to allow God to use all the parts of your story to create a legacy that honors God. And, you know, we see a great example of this again in the Apostle Paul's life. Paul was originally called Saul. He spent the first part of his life as a Pharisee rigorously following the Jewish laws, working his way up the righteousness ladder. And then this new Jesus movement started, and his followers were claiming that righteousness was found in Christ alone, that you didn't have to keep all these rules. You needed to put your faith in Jesus Christ, who met all the requirements of the law and sets us free from sin and death. And this went against everything that Paul believed everything that he was building his life on. And he did all that he could stop, do to stop them from spreading that message. He even had Christians arrested and killed. Yet Jesus intervened in his life. An encounter with Jesus turned his life around and ascended in a different direction. Saul became Paul, and he went from persecuting Christians to giving everything he had for the cause of Christ, suffering great things so that others could know Christ. And he left an amazing legacy. And his past was part of that legacy. And this is what he says about it in 1 Timothy 1, 15 and 16. He says, here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners... Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. So, so his past became part of his legacy. The part that he believed pointed others to the grace of God, the depth of God's mercy for them. Paul believed and he proclaimed, if God can rescue and save me, God can rescue, save, and change you. And his past was part of his legacy because he allowed God to use it. He recognized that it was part of his story, the part that pointed others to the grace and goodness of God. Then number three, to leave a legacy that honors God, you'll need to prioritize the use of your resources to reflect the legacy you want to leave. 
And we all have resources. We have time. We have gifts, abilities, skills that God's given us. We all have financial resources. And to leave a legacy that honors God, we have to prioritize the use of those. Uh, This church is here because there were people who loved God and wanted to live beyond themselves. They made sacrifices of time and money so their children and their children's children would continue to have a church home. Because of the way that they used their resources, Jesus' name has continued to be proclaimed in this corner of the world. People have been brought out of darkness into the kingdom of light. And they were living out these instructions we find in Philippians 2.4. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. We are here today. We have a church and a church family because of the work and intentional sacrifices of the saints of old. And now it's our turn to invest in future generations. Proverbs 13.22 says, A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. A good person leaves an inheritance, a legacy, for their children's children. And I imagine that every person that was instrumental over the years in the work of this church had to, had, could have chosen to use their resources differently, to use their resources for their own family, for their own needs. But they wanted to make an eternal impact, and so they did. And every person who steps in this door and puts their faith in Jesus Christ is a part of the legacy of this church and a part of their legacy. Every child who learns that Jesus loves them is a part of their legacy. Every kingdom prayer prayed, every heart changed, adds to the impact of their lives and to the glory of God. Your life can have that kind of impact. But first you have to decide what kind of legacy you want to leave and then persevere in moving towards it. We'll all leave a legacy. A wise person decides what kind of legacy they'll leave. And unless we are intentionally moving towards something, our tendency is to drift towards comfort and towards ease. To, to make a real lasting difference with our lives, we need to know why God has put us here, what we're here to do, and persevere in moving towards it. Uh, I saw this cartoon this week as I was researching for the message, How We Remember Our Ancestors. I found this old picture of my great-grandfather. He looks so cool and mysterious. How our future generations will remember us. I just downloaded an archive of my great-grandfather's Facebook updates. Evidently, he hated Mondays and loved telling people when he was bored. (laughs) God wants so much more for us and for our children and our grandchildren. Hebrews 12.1 says we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses who've gone before us. They've finished their race, and and they're waiting for us to finish our race well, too. So the question is, if you were to live beyond yourself and your life would have an impact on future generations, what kind of difference do you want to make? In your bulletin, I, I put that question, I put three lines there. Uh, where you can answer that. 
and your answers will likely be somewhat similar and yet different depending on who you are, your situation, your passion, your uh, things that God's put on your heart to be doing with your life. Um, My top desire that I listed was that my children and grandchildren would know Jesus Christ, that we would spend eternity together. That's I, I want to live my life in such a way that I, you know, that's what they want for their life too. I don't want to live in a way that they're like, you know, she says this and she does that and it confuses me about Christianity and the whole, you know, and they don't end up following Christ. That's my, my top priority is that my, my children, my grandchildren, their children and their grandchildren would know Jesus Christ. And maybe that's something that you want as well. But you'll likely have other things. Um, Amanda, I think about the difference that she's making with her life and that God has really given her a heart, uh, kind of like a William Wilberforce <laughs> of our generation, you know, uh, those kinds of things to, to make an impact on human trafficking. Uh, others of you may want to uh, have influence in marriages and families. Uh, whatever it is, list those things on those lines there and then persevere so that you'll be intentional about accomplishing those things. And my prayer is you'll not only pray about and write something down, but that you'll take steps tomorrow and the day after and the day after to move towards those things so that at the end of your life you'll be able to say with the Apostle Paul, I have fought the good fight, I finished the race, I have kept the faith. Would you pray with me? Loving God, we thank you. We thank you for the people who have gone before us, who have loved your church, created a place and a space for us to be, have shown us what it is to be followers of Jesus Christ. And I pray that you'll give each of us, God, that same kind of passion for your church, for others, that they would know you. We pray for, I pray for children and grandchildren of every person here. My heart's desire is that my grandchildren would know, would know you, um, but that's my heart's desire for every family here, that every child and grandchild of these people present here today would know you and love you and live for you all their life. We thank you, God, for the impact this church has had in the past. We offer ourselves to continue to be the people of God, reaching people, helping people to come into the kingdom of light. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.